Hey everyone, welcome to This is Steph Sober, a weekly podcast for those in need of some sober support. I'm your host, Steph, and welcome to week two of my mini-series, I'm Sober, Now What? So last week, we talked about relationships and sobriety, and I hope I answered some of the looming questions you had when it came to what your relationships will look like when you are sober. Obviously, I only can speak from my experiences, but I have interviewed a lot of sober people for this podcast, and the consensus is you will lose some people, but you will gain some very valuable relationships. This week, I want to chat with you about investing all your booze bucks back into yourself as well as how to find yourself in sobriety. And I feel like these two topics go hand in hand. Let's start with investing in yourself. I'm guessing that if you sat down and did the math, you would find that you have a little extra change in your pocket now that you're sober. Alcohol isn't cheap. I don't know about you, but for me, it would also lead to other purchases that I may or may not have made if I was sober. Um, Amazon. When I got sober, I decided I wanted to focus on my fitness. As a drinker, I was always trying to get fit and exercise, but I didn't have the stamina to stick to a good program, nor did I have the willpower to stick to a good diet. In the past, I never invested much money in my health and fitness because, well, I really didn't have the extra funds. But now that I wasn't spending an ungodly amount of money on alcohol, I hired a health and fitness coach. Investing in this coach hasn't only helped me get stronger and more healthy, but because I pay for it, I'm more consistent. These funds are now being spent on something completely opposite of what they used to be spent on. If you have a health issue or a fitness goal that you've put off because of alcohol, I strongly encourage you to reinvest your extra funds into your health. Health is wealth, and you don't realize how valuable it is until it's gone. I look at people who are like 10 or 20 years older than me that are like in really rough shape. They may be having a hard time getting around because of achy joints or they've developed some kind of a health issue that resulted from not, you know, taking proper care of themselves. And I don't want this. But when I was drinking heavily, it was definitely the path I was on for sure. I used to think that I could do both, you know, like work out to undo the damage that alcohol was doing. But alcohol won every time because, as you know, we don't make good decisions when we're drinking or hungover. You know, it's easy to eat shit food or put off working out because we don't feel good. It steals our willpower. So think of things you would love to do to invest in yourself. You know, maybe it's a yoga class or hell, maybe you want to go back to school to finally get a degree for your dream job. As you get further away from alcohol, your confidence and also your curiosity comes back tenfold. So use this momentum and don't be afraid to invest in your dreams. 
life is really too short to have regrets, which leads me to the next topic of this episode, which is finding yourself. Many of us identify as a drinker. It becomes ingrained as like a trait. So like when you meet new people, oh, you drink wine? Me too. And we start looking for it to be like this common ground. And it's a very shaky foundation to build a relationship on. And as I mentioned in last week's episode, it's the same for you and your relationship with yourself, which let's be honest, that's the most important relationship. Think about it. The relationship you have with yourself is the one that's constant. You can't get away from it. And it's the only one you can trust. And alcohol has a way of making you doubt yourself. It wedges, it puts a wedge between you and your actual relationship with yourself. It wasn't until I got sober that I knew what it meant to trust myself. Because I was finally thinking clearly. I finally felt confident around my thoughts. And because I was being true to myself, I loved who I was. We tend to start resenting our inner self when we're trying to be someone we aren't. If we take the time to explore who we really are, what we stand for, and what brings us joy, we can then fully love the life we've created and live. A big part of this is getting back to who you were before alcohol. I started drinking when I was 14. Basically, I started drinking because I noticed that the cool kids were drinking. They weren't playing games and dolls or creating art like a child anymore. Even though, let's be honest, that's exactly what we still were at 14. We were just children. I used alcohol to dull my inner child and to start acting like an adult. It was a way to fit in with the very same people who used to make fun of me for doing the things I loved. This was the first time I abandoned myself to fit in with others, a pattern that I then repeated all the way into adulthood. I have interviewed a lot of sober people and so many resonate with the drinking at an early age. Actually, 14 seems to be a very common age. I have noticed that things I love to do before that age are seeping back into my veins. Things like writing, dancing, and creating are all loves I lost when drinking. I am leaning into these callings and finding outlets that let me reunite with these passions. My inner child is flourishing and I'm getting back to the core of who I am. I feel the childlike joy and it's better than any buzz from alcohol. And this all happened very organically for me. But if you struggle to remember what you love to do before drinking, give it some time. Think about the things you wanted to do as a kid, but maybe never got the chance to explore. Think of it this way. You're an adult now. And if you want a pony, buy yourself a damn pony. (laughs) Seriously, though, for some of us, when we were young, we were told our dreams are silly or unrealistic. So now is the time to honor that inner child's dreams and make them happen. My 14-year-old daughter plays a huge role in sparking that inner child for me. 
She has a lot of the same aspirations I did at her age, and it can be a little freaky sometimes how much I see myself in her. Spend some time with children and observe life through their eyes. They are the perfect example of living in the moment, dreaming big, and having fun. Sometimes going through old photos or maybe even letters or journals can help you tap back into that younger version of yourself. I want to add that this self-discovery that is going on, I don't really think that there's ever an end. And I love that because one thing I've learned is we all have free will to do whatever we want. And if we try something and it doesn't align or work, we can always do something else. We also go through seasons and we outgrow things. And that's a beautiful thing as well, which brings me to next week's episode. I will be talking about grieving your old self. I had a profound moment in early sobriety when I came to the realization that my old drinking identity, she was dead and gone. I will share more about that experience and why it is so important to honor and grieve that old version of you. All right, meet me back here next week. All right, till then, happy inner child exploring. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. Remember, I am just a woman on a mission to normalize sobriety and living a sober lifestyle. I am not a licensed therapist or a doctor. Please, if alcohol is causing serious physical or mental health issues, seek professional help. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to hit follow so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, leaving a five-star review will help this podcast reach more people like you in the sober community. It's an easy way to spread the word in normalizing a sober lifestyle. You should never feel alone in sobriety, so feel free to reach out to me via email or through my Instagram account at thisisstephsober. Links to both are listed in the show notes.